it's like I I know that I'm supposed to give a hundred percent in all these places, but I feel like I I can't. Like I I don't know where to give my time. And you know, as a father and a husband, many of you guys will feel that I've given so much to the church that I feel I failed you as my wife. I failed them as my children. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Pastors Roundtable. I am your host, Ryan Latham, and I'm super excited to share a portion of one of our coaching calls. You see, every month we hold coaching calls for youth pastors where we have guest speakers. We have a time for those in the group to talk about ministry issues, and we help and support each other through that. And then we break up into two groups where we encourage each other and do life together. And today I'm going to share with you a portion of that teaching element. One of the things that's different about if you're in the group is that you get to ask our speakers live questions about the topic that we've been talking about to personalize it to your ministry context. It's a game changer. It's much different than just listening to a teaching on a podcast like today. So I'd encourage you to get more information. You can go to renewleadership.org slash network to get more information or to join. So today, get ready. Let's listen to a month's teaching from our coaching group. Today, I'm, I'm just going to be upfront. Like, I love strategy. Um, but I'm not good at strategy. Uh, Ryan is incredible. Ryan brings guys that are on here that are absolutely phenomenal at all of those things. I love to talk about heart. I love to talk about soul. And I love to talk about um, discipline in your life. And so today, uh, I'm going to talk about finding rhythm in overwhelming seasons. And, and it doesn't always have to be an overwhelming season, but I would say that almost everybody either watching this down the road or live right now, uh, you could say you're, you're in some sort of that. You, you are in an overwhelming season with your job, with your family, uh, with your marriage, with something. And so I, I hope that this can relate to all of you guys, but uh, I watched a documentary called our planet it's on netflix i who loves documentaries on here does anybody love like nature okay good so like ever since planet earth came out back in the day like the very first one i want to say it was like early 2000s and i remember seeing the footage seeing the amazing cameras and all the changes in technology to see these animals up close and i was just like i'm hooked i love this so much well now ever since the good ones have come out i'm watching them and I even go as far as to watching behind the scenes. Like, I love to see what the cameramen go through to get those shots. And in this particular documentary, um, they showed something that was pretty tough to watch. And uh, it, was, it was a moment where walrus, and I found out that, because I, I always want to say walruses, but walrus is the appropriate way to say more than one walrus. Um, these guys were going literally around a hundred miles swimming from where they were getting food. They were hungry, feeling like they had not, they didn't have enough where they were at. And so they made the trek to an island. And once they get to the island, there's nothing on the beach. And in front of them, 
is a gigantic mountain and they are walrus. Um, but these specific ones just start climbing and it's like really tough to watch because we're not talking goats. Um, we watch these walrus climb and they go up and they, by the way, they did not put this in the main, uh, documentary for a reason, I would say. And when you watch it, you feel it. They go up and you can see one by one, all these different walrus are climbing up, climbing up, and they're slowly doing it. And then they kind of get toward the top where the rocks are not as steady. And you can see there's some of them, they made it. And it's like, there's some food up there. Some of them will go up there, they'll rest. Some of them will kind of walk around and they'll get what they're looking for. Uh, but eventually, even the ones that did make it up there start trying to just come back down or they go to the edge where it's unsteady, where the rocks are at. And they slowly start falling. And they just start crashing down these cliffs. And, it, and on the documentary extra footage, you see the actual falls. And it is just brutal. It's hitting a rock, flipping, and ultimately, most of them, even the ones that climb to the top, fall to their death. And it is so. It is just brutal. Like I, I can't. I, as an animal lover, I mean, it crushes me. As a photographer, like the people that were watching this, they're just sitting there in tears, wishing that there was something that they could do. Wishing that they could be like, no, 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 this is not your place. This is not your place. And they're trying to stop them. And obviously, this is nature. This is part of it. They feel that there's something up there that they desperately need. And even when they get up there, they're still looking for something. And their key component to every single one of these animals is they're tired. They're tired. And I could not help but sit there and think how much that applies to leaders. There's so many decisions that we make that are dangerous when we're tired, when we're overwhelmed. Um, it's unbelievable the decisions that we would make compared to when we're in a season where we feel fresh, when we feel good. Um, that sometimes those decisions are private and they are very damaging. And sometimes they're more public um, where they're um, you sometimes you make a career choice change, a career change, a location change. Um, some people even make relationship changes. Some people make all kinds of different changes in their lives because of being tired. And it is something that I personally have made my life's ambition to look every leader that I talk to in the face and say, I want to give you hope because everyone can talk the talk, um, especially guys, I got to tell you, especially youth pastors. I think that we are out with a chip on our shoulder to prove our value, uh, probably more than any other minister in ministry. Uh, we, it takes a certain kind of self-confidence to be a successful youth pastor. It does. Uh, even people will call youth pastors arrogant often. <laughs> and I will say there's some guys that I've met that I'd be like, yeah, they're not self-confident. They're arrogant. 
but like most of you guys though seriously and you guys all of you i would say are self-confident people and so we don't want to ever we never want people to know we're tired we never want people to know we're struggling and so we often make decisions whatever it takes whatever we can do to appear that we're okay that's what we're going to do we're going to climb whatever it is and these and i think about leaders whatever that mountain is for you you probably know what it is and so i could name things like i i really really want that that goal of that certain number and so i'm going to climb this hill and that's a healthy thing at times until it becomes a, because you because you compared yourself uh, maybe it's reputation I can't lose this reputation, so I don't want to be as honest. Um, it, it could be status. It could be so many different things that we climb. You name it. It's something inside of your heart that you have been climbing this mountain. Um, and and the, the key is this. Walrus are not meant to climb. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you guys are not meant to climb. I'm saying there are mountains you're not meant to climb. There are absolutely mountains that are not meant for any of us to go up. And, um, and honestly, that mountain, I, I've got to, I got to say this. This is not just for the guys. The mountain could be secrecy. You know what I'm saying? That mountain could be, I got to hide. I, I can't be known. I've got things in my life that cannot be known. And we climb, we climb, we climb. And ultimately, uh, it, it's up to us how high we take that, but we fall. But I want to talk to you guys about hope. I don't want to talk to you about just that. Um, there is a reality. If you don't find rhythm, if you don't find rest, uh, I will tell you this. I feel like this generation has overemphasized rest sometimes. So, like, you get it. You understand, like, it's important to rest. Family time is very important. But then there's those seasons where you kind of get back and forth, um, where you go from rest to overload, overload, rest, overload, overload. And I want to get to a place where we are understanding the difference between rhythm and routine, um, rhythm and being overwhelmed all the time. I want to help with that. Cool? I want to tell you a story to kind of give you an indication of who's speaking. Um, I would say the last few years I have obsessed, and if you know me well, uh, Corey could probably attest to this more than anybody. He's, he was at Miami first with me when I was there. Um, I obsess over discipline. I obsess over my time um, for a reason. I think a lot of people... Uh, look at my schedule they look at my daily activity and they feel like it's pretty healthy but i can tell you it is definitely not always been that way and it's out of a reaction it's out of a response it's not out of okay i'm just going to decide to do this uh not long ago and it would have been in 2020 during the pandemic i led our church which at the time especially was a fairly large church and we were in the interim season. We were looking for a pastor. I had applied to be the lead pastor. Uh, my wife and I were youth and associate pastors. And it was during the pandemic where we 
and you all are familiar with this, where it felt like you were leading an online congregation and an in-person congregation. And so it kind of felt like you had two churches, youth groups, two youth groups, um, everything. And uh, it was fun. It was at times very rewarding. We could see some really cool results. But what happened is I got to a place where I felt like I could not do anything but work. I felt like I had no time to do anything but move forward or the church was going to fail. And if the church failed, then I failed. You know what I'm saying? And I, uh, my mountain at that time was my expected potential. There's a difference between saying my potential and my expected potential. If I were to tell you that my biggest problem was my potential, that means I just want to own, I just want to become something that I know I'm supposed to be. The problem was for me is I wanted to become something everyone else wanted me to be. I, I wanted to fulfill everyone else's expectations. Has anybody else been there? You kind of lose track of even your own expectations for yourself. And so I'm in this season just going as fast as possible. My wife is very understanding. She's been around ministry a long time, so she was respectful, trying to be understanding. And I remember a moment in our in our bathroom. Uh, my wife is in there, and we're sitting there talking, standing there talking about everything that's going on at the church. And I feel like I am just failing in every single area. It's like I, I know that I'm supposed to give 100% in all these places, but I feel like I, I can't. Like, I, I don't know where to give my time. And, you know, as a father and a husband, many of you guys will feel that I've given so much to the church that I feel I failed you as my wife. I failed them as my children. And I was kind of having that conversation. And it just started hitting me. I started breathing heavy. And I started breathing heavier and heavier and heavier. And I had an all-out nervous breakdown in the middle of my bathroom. And my wife, I just went to my knees. And I almost, I mean, I pretty much started hyperventilating. And I just wept and wept and wept and wept. And thankfully, my wife knows me well enough to not say, what the heck is wrong with you? My wife just got down on her knees and just grabbed me because she knew exactly what was going on. Um, she knew that I was in desperate need of someone to just say, I'm here. I'm here. Let's talk about this. And so I had an all-out nervous breakdown. And so when I say the next things that I'm about to talk to you about uh, when it comes to rhythm and ways of life, I need all of you to understand this is not out of a decision as much as it wasn't out of a response. It was a reaction. And it's very important um, to me to to live this way. I, I I don't want to see any of you guys in a position like that. And so one of my biggest prayers is that I can look every one of you in the face and kind of ask you some hard questions in the middle of this. And so I, I want you to really close out um, anything ministry related right now. Anything when it comes to anything that could distract you, I want you to think about you as a person. Like, I just want you to search your own soul for this entire time. Uh, we've got about 20 more minutes of this. And uh, I just, 
I just want to ask you some questions and just keep your heart in that spot. Like, how do we become, how do we keep from becoming what we talked about, a free climbing walrus? You know what I'm saying? Like for me in my interim season, I was a free climbing walrus climbing the mountain of expected potential. That was a, that was a mountain that God never asked me to climb. It was a, it was an amount of potential that everyone had said, this is what I think you should experience. This is what I think you should do. This is the direction I think you should go. And I felt like that was in, I, I got to do that. And so I'm climbing, I'm climbing, I'm climbing until I crash because I wasn't meant to climb it. And so whether your mountain is the things that I've mentioned or not, I, I want you to kind of think about your responses in your heart based on something like that. I would say every single one of us wants the same thing overall. Every one of us want to have a healthy family and a healthy work life. Isn't that simple? Isn't that crazy, though, that like Andy Stanley wrote a book that everyone should have on their shelf called Choosing to Cheat? Write that down. Andy Stanley, Choosing to Cheat. That is something that I, if if there's, a book that I would say to any especially experienced minister, grab that book. Um, that's going to teach you the reality that you will choose to cheat one or the other, whether you like it or not. Um, and, and one of the hardest things in ministry is to realize that you end up having to choose to cheat one or the other at, at, at all moments. Um, because you really want balance, don't we? Like all of us are so desperate for just balance. And so like one of the questions I would have, and you can answer this in your own mind, what would, what do you think we should do? Like, what are the things that you think that we should do to find that balance, to find the rhythm? I'm talking about finding we're in the middle of an overwhelming season. You're in the middle of an overwhelming season. Everything is just chaotic. Everybody, the pastor is pressuring you. Um, and then you come home and then your wife is telling you you're not home enough. Like you're not around. The, the kids don't know you hardly right now. It seems like I feel like we don't have a personal relationship. You've given all your time to the kids or you've given all your time to the youth group. You've given all your time to pastor. Um, I don't know you. And so like you go from this, like this pull and it's just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so you're like, what in the world do I do? And then all of us and different people, we say things like, you need time off. You need to take a vacation, bro. And that sounds like the simple thing. But let me tell you a quote that you might want to write down as well. Kerry Newhoff. If you don't know Kerry Newhoff, you should get to know him. He's amazing. He does a great podcast. Here's the quote. Your time off will never be beneficial when the problem is your time on. Your time off will never be beneficial when the problem is your time on. And so that could probably take your mind to a place of, maybe I should change my career. Maybe I should change my location. Maybe I could get a different pastor and things would be different for me. Maybe I could do this or that. And I'm here to tell you, stop those thoughts for a minute. Just stop those thoughts. Because some of us 
uh, we're so unhealthy. It's hard to know what a healthy us would be like in the place that we're at. Reality. I can tell you who I was in my marriage was not the best option for my wife at the time. But when I began to make decisions for, for our family and for me, and I started making the right choices and becoming more disciplined with my time, I became the abs, I, I remained, I should say, the perfect choice for my wife um, and my kids. And you are too, and your family. You are. So you have to make a choice. So I want to talk to you about something. Um, I would say that many of you guys, when you think about what do I, okay, so like I can't change my job. Andy, you're saying that time off is like not as valuable any longer. No, 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 no. I want to talk to you about all these things. And so many of us would go right to the phrase, we should be intentional. And I would say, yeah, we should. But it's hard to be intentional. <laughs> it's hard to be always intentional. That requires an action every single time that requires an attitude and so like what i want to help everyone get to the place of is being able to be in that attitude more often so you are intentional more often and that starts right off the bat what are the things that do not change about your day this is where it gets real practical there's some things about every single person's day regardless of where you're at what season you're in that do not change all right. I'm going to tell you those things in just a second, but I want you to understand, like, sometimes we go through seasons where we know we're about to transition. And so we don't worry about finding rhythm. We don't we don't worry about becoming more disciplined because everything's about to change. It's all about to be uprooted. So we're not going to worry about that. Or you're about to go into a slower season. And so you feel like it's not as necessary. You're going to feel better about yourself because you're going into a slower season. But I want to tell you that's full. You need to find rhythm in your life every single season of your life, and you can. And I can tell you it's life-changing when you do. And so I want to talk to you about how you wake up. What time do you wake up in relation to the time you go to work? What do you do with that time? What do you do when you're alone at those times? These are all rhetorical things. I just simply say, think about it, and I can kind of help with some direction on some ideas and what to do. Some of you have a commute. It's one of the best things. And some of you got my, you might think that's the worst thing. What do you do with your time on your commute? Is it scrolling through Facebook and crazy amounts of traffic and you just lost 10 minutes that could have been intentional? What do you do with your commute? How about your lunchtime when you have it by yourself? Same thing. We complain to our students so often about screen time, but guys, we are at fault. We are. What do you do with your lunchtime? There's times when you have student lunches, you go to the schools. Even when you go to the schools, oftentimes youth pastors are finding themselves in their car eating to go. And you're chilling so you can eat. What's that time like for you? Just ask yourself. What's that time like? Here's a big, big, big one I want you to be very keyed in on. What's your time like going from work home? That's a big moment. I'll explain why in just a second. And then what's your time like before you go to bed when everybody else is asleep, 
your wife's on her phone winding down. What's your wind down time like? These are things that even when you are going through a crazy overwhelming season or a pretty chill season, those are just some things. I'm not even saying that's all of them. Those are some things that never change for you. You're always going to have those moments in your day. And so what I'm telling you is capitalize on those moments to be as intentional as possible, because I can guarantee this, you will be more intentional with the other times when you do that. Because those are the things you can control. Why? Because they're always available to you. You know what I'm saying? This is so cool about our Savior, Jesus. Jesus knew that there was a Sabbath. And so like, let's just talk about it. Let's just say that that's like a day off for us. Everyone says it's important to have a day off. But as I mentioned before, the if the if if uh, it's it's never beneficial, your time off is never beneficial if the problem is your time off. Um, the Sabbath is never beneficial. It will not do the trick if the problem is your time on. Jesus would be completely open to the Sabbath. He's all in. He's like, take your day off. Take your week off. Take those, take your time off. But did you notice something? There's a word that I love that Jesus always did. He withdrew. He would withdraw. And there was interruptions in his life at all times. He had a direction. He had a place to go. He had a he had a vision. He had drive, ambition, and then bam, something happened. And Jesus himself had to withdraw, not on just the Sabbath. It wasn't one of those moments where he's like, I'll just deal with that later. Like, no, you guys as pastors, it is so crucial for you to understand how important your personal time is. And when I say your personal time, forget your 10 minute devotional personal time. I'm not talking about just that. That is absolutely crucial. That's not say that's got to be a given for us as pastors, but we got to be even more intentional than that. If you want to be the pastor to your kids 24 hours where you're available and if something comes up, you're sharp, you're engaged, you're able to look. And then when you leave the church, when you leave your workplace, you're able to walk into your doors and you're there for your wife. You're there for your kids. You're there for your family. You're there for anything you're walking into. How? It's in every one of those moments starting with that. And so let me talk to you about some of those things. We've already, there's, man, I, I kind of went through this pretty quick. I'm loving it though. I hope that it helps you guys. All right. When you wake up, you need to be considering something that engages you for what's coming. Um, I love to wake up by myself <clears throat> and have some time. For me, one of the things that makes me feel the most fulfilled is working out. And it's, it's in a specific way of working out that's really important to me. Um, I love CrossFit. I know some people are like, CrossFit's stupid. That's for dummies. That's for losers. You say what you want to say. I love it. Um, I love the battle of trying to find rest when there is no physical rest happening. I was even thinking about it today. I was running um, in our workout and we had to do some other activities. 
um, before this, but then we had to run a 400 meter sprint and we had round after round after round of this. And in my mind, I'm always thinking, where can I breathe the most in the middle of this workout without stopping? And so I'm thinking that even, and I'm thinking about this talk too. I'm thinking this is a crazy season. We're all in these crazy seasons and God, you're not asking me to quit my job. You're not asking me to quit a bunch of things that you've called me to. So how, God, can you help me find a breath right now in the middle of this? So I'm running a 400-meter dash, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm about to hit this corner up here, and I'm going to slow my pace a little bit, knowing that when I round that corner, it's important that I, that I hit it a little harder, and I did. And then the very last lap, I'm thinking, I know before I ran them slower, but it's really important to finish under a certain amount of time for me. And I knew I was cutting it close. And so I told myself, I'm coming to the end. I have to finish well. You have to be open to changing seasons in your life. And I'm telling you, finding rhythm in those areas that I just mentioned to you and being intentional in the areas that I just mentioned to you, being intentional with the time that you do have alone, not just mornings, not just evenings. You think about it. It's so important. And so I'm cruising in and I'm thinking, I will finish well. And so I had to go at a faster pace the entire time, knowing that I was about to get to a place where I could rest. Those are some things to think about. So working out is something for me. I love to then move on to some time with coffee and I do a devotion and I read. I love to read books. If you hate that, Find something that does work for you. That's something that engages me. But here's some of the key things that can work for everybody. When you wake up in the morning and you're about to go to work, do something that engages your intelligent side. Do something that engages your mind of education. Do something that engages your mind as opposed to Facebook, as opposed to a game, as opposed to just even chill music sometimes. If that helps you engage, yeah, do that. But do something. Listen to a podcast. I've got many recommendations for podcasts. I would love to give anybody, if you want to private message me, Ryan's going to have a million of those too, that would just get your mind sharp. It's cool to have that when you're walking into the job place, to the workplace, you're not just a sloth. You don't have to take your 30 minutes of work to get ready. You're ready. That's, that's what waking up, that's what your time, your commute should be. Um, in a moment of withdrawal. So like if you have one of those moments when something is overwhelming at the church, at home, at work, I want to introduce you to this idea. Um, Jesus did this all the time. There's times when I've done this with my wife and there's times when I've done this with our staff when I've said, hey, can you, and they don't even have to know that you went through something overwhelming, but just simply say, hey, for the next five minutes or 10, um, I'm I'm just unavailable. I need to, I need the time. And when in the church world, if you say I just need some time with the Lord, they're not going to say, "Well, that, what?" Say it. One of the things that brings me closer to God and back to myself after a really exhausting or overwhelming moment in the day, in the middle of it, I walk my dog. I just do something. I pop in earphones, headphones, and I listen to some worship. And it just kind of gets me ready for the next moment. And so that lunch time might be that for you. 
Um, and the last thing I want to talk about this, I, I, everything else can kind of speak for itself when it comes to those five moments or whatever they are for you. On your way home, especially men, uh, it, it, I feel like this is so crucial for us. Your family deserves the best from you because oftentimes the ladies are able to go home. You're able to be a little more, more present than we are. I feel like we're more selfish by nature. Uh, Tori, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, <laughs> but we, we all struggle with this at times, I'm sure. But I want you to hear me very closely. It's unbelievable how often we prepare ourselves for work compared to how often we prepare ourselves for home. Isn't that crazy, the discrepancy there? And so I'm just saying, consider what your time is like on your way home. When you're going home to your family, are you disengaging? Are you saying, I, I want to walk in those doors, look at my wife and know I'm going to be present for my wife and children. So I know uh, life is overwhelming. That everyone's stage looks different probably right now. I know that your days look different. Uh, you're looking for peace at times. You're trying to find joy within the middle of a difficult season of youth ministry or whatever ministry you're in. Don't believe the lie that it's going to stay that way. You have the power to change it. Uh, the power that's in you is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to guide you through this. Understand that he did give you a Sabbath, but he also expects you to withdraw like he did. So find those times. I can tell you that if you understand how to live through your season of time on, where you are being intentional with your time, and I'm not talking about being just Someone that is like, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. Do what you have to do to be intentional with your time. I think so much of it can be answered by your time alone. There's so much more to this that I want to uh, develop and, and discuss with any of you guys. But please understand that there is power inside of you to change it. You have the discipline. Don't underestimate yourself. And this is something... <laughs> I know this sounds silly, but I don't want to become a free climbing walrus. But even more than that, like real talk, I don't want to become I don't want to become a prayer request about a former youth pastor or a former pastor that crashed. That's real. I'm serious. Like I I don't want to be another statistic. I don't want to be another prayer request where they're saying Andy used to be like that. Or so-and-so used to be like that. But they allowed themselves to get close to the edge. They ignored the red flags. They lived in secrecy. And they did crash. And so I'm telling you, overwhelming life, find rhythm. I hope you enjoyed listening in on our coaching call. Again, that's just a portion of what we do during our coaching calls. We have guest speakers where you get to interact in real time, ask real questions about your ministry context. We get to interact as a group to help each other in our ministries and also break up into groups where you get to have personal connection with a smaller group where you get to encouragement and uh, do life together. I want to encourage you to take a look at it. Go to renewleadership.org slash network to get more information and to join a group. Well, 
We're going to be bringing you more episodes. So take a look wherever you're subscribed for the podcast. I can't wait to bring you another episode here soon.